something wonderful in all our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I want to appreciate our president, our mommy in Israel for the opportunity to conclude what uh, started two weeks ago. And uh, I am praying in the name of Jesus Christ that the Lord will do something wonderful in all our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Still dealing with occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. I want us to go back to our text in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 verse 13 and down. Says, So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas. Put this money to work, he said, until I come. I am using the New Living Translation. Put this money to work until I come. Let me just stay on that for a while. And I'd like to tell everyone that God has placed something valuable in our hands. God has placed something valuable in your hand. God has placed something valuable in my hand. And he did not put it in our hand just for the fun of it. There is a reason. Look at that verse 13. He says, Do work with it. Amen. He says, this money to work. Put what I have given to you to work. Do something with it until I come. Now, there is a time frame that is given to the time we can work with this thing. Till I come. Meaning there is a time we will not be able to do anything again, Jesus said. The night cometh where no man can walk. He says, so what? Why it is day? So the command to everyone is that while we still have the opportunity of life, let us walk. Let us do and put to work what God has given to us. Let me tell you, everyone, every one of us, God has given to us something unique, something great, and it must be put to work. We have to use it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, the Bible said, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So, everything that God has placed in your life is for profit. Amen. Amen. Everything God has given to us is for profit. First, for the profit and the glory of God and then for our own profit because it is being said that the person that is working must first be a partaker of that work. Amen. So meaning whatever we are doing for God which is for profit is for eternal profit. It's for the glory of God and then our own glory as well. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I mean it is not it, 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 it is not far-fetched. It is I mean, when a minister who is pastoring a church, suddenly through his hands, a miracle occurs in that church. They will give glory to God, right? But people will refer to him as well. Amen. Amen. 
So the profit is for first the glory of God and to you will be a partaker of that glory. Say I will be a partaker of the glory. I will be a partaker of the glory. Amen. Amen. Now last time we started by explaining what it means to occupy. And I really, by the grace of God, we dwelt on identifying those things that we ought to do. One of the things we identified that this occupation that we are talking about is evangelism. Amen. Is the work of the master. Matthew chapter 20 says, Go ye into the world and do what? And preach the gospel. Amen. So the occupation that we have been given as believers is to preach the gospel. Now, listen to me. Preaching the gospel does not only mean that I have, you have to be behind the pulpit preaching. That is what we call, uh, we need to know that. I mean, it's, it's not just being in church. It's not just, ministry is not just you being a pastor, pulpit, no. In that office, as a medical practitioner, as a teacher, as a business person, you are to occupy evangelizing and preaching the gospel. Now, first of all, sometimes, and it, I mean, it's not, not in all cases, it doesn't mean that I have to just say or speak all the time. My life must be a preaching point. My life must be an instrument of the message of salvation. People must be able to see me and say, yes, this one is a child of God. And I want to be like him. I mean, in Antioch, it was said about the disciples of Jesus. It was there they called them Christians because their mannerism, the way they talk, the way they behave was like that of Jesus. And so they say, ah, these ones have been with Jesus. They are Christians. Amen. Christians, being a Christian is just not by saying it. Your mannerism must carry it. Your talk must carry it. Your thinking must carry it. You are doing business, it must show. Amen. You should not be a part. You are selling rice. You should not beat that uh, bangolo under. That is not Christian-like. It's not. You are in. You are working with somebody and you are cheating that person. That is not Christian-like. Praise the name of the Lord. Our lifestyle, everything about us, must show that we are indeed Christian. That profession, what we are professing. It must show. Praise the name of the Lord. So we did say that the last time. And we also said that that person in your environment, that person, that woman very close to you, is a point for evangelism. Don't look. In fact, that day after the ministration, I looked inwards myself. And I began to say, and I began to do the work. I saw some young men. They will sit in front of the church I pastor. They will be drinking. And I will, before I would just say, leave that place. But after that day, that message ministered to me myself. What will, after that, you know what I will do when I see them there? I will go to them. Many of them will want to run because they think that the pastor is a, all of them they are saying about them, he's a soldier, he's a, he's a policeman. And now I today, the other day I say, come, go, go, go. I'm not saying you should not stay here. Stay here, relax. But nothing must be missing in this church. Number one, two, don't smoke, don't drink. I started warming myself up to them to the extent that I got home one time. It's a, it's a testimony. I got home one time and they were fighting and I came out. 
So another guard came to fight them. And they saw me there. I was telling them, you don't do this, you don't do this. And they all were bowing down. So I started capturing those boys, young men. And God has begun to give me a ministry to them in that environment. That I called them. What? Kilo Feshe? I was asking one of them. Because I used to see him driving Okada. I said, where is your car? I said, I ain't going to go for me. And I'm thinking, okay, I can get a amount and get something and give it to him. I, you know, begin to empower this one. That is ministry. Amen. That is ministry. That is preaching. That is what in kingdom women we cook food, we go to church. That is ministry. A ministry is not just standing behind the people and saying, I'm a man of God. No, no. Ministry is that person very close to you in your environment. That is the occupy that Jesus is talking about. You occupy in the life of that young man. You occupy in the life of that young woman. You occupy even in your own family. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't, please. I, I, it's so, this one is so strong in my heart. Especially in our neighborhood. In our environment. That day, man, after I finished ministry, I looked inwards. And I, I began to, my wife and I, we began to plan. What are we going to do with all these boys? They will be outside, we'll be making noise, they will be irritating us. But we, and I thought, I don't need to be irritated. What I need to do is to enter in their midst and help them. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, evangelism, that is, that, I mean, the command has been given to us to evangelize. The command has been given to us to pray. And the command has been given to us to make profit. Everything we do in the life of this one, there is profit to heaven. Profit to the master. And then definitely there will be profit to us. You will ask, how can I profit from Miss Ah, you will profit for them. My younger brother, many years ago, he was doing it every year. At Christmas, when we cook food, there are some Okada boys in front of my father's house. He will, tell, he will carry food and drink and go and give it to them. He's no longer in Lagos. But any time my brother comes to Lagos, and they say, hey, babaka, babaka. They, they begin to hail him. Because of rice and minerals. Amen. Amen. And that has, you know, informed in their heart that this one cares for us. This one cares for us. And we have we continue it. And so we must identify. Don't look. And do you know what? The gains of it, the profit of it is that if there is going to be any problem in that environment, that house will be spared. If there is going to be any problem in that environment, my brother, if they see, they will tell, uh, don't touch this one. Don't touch this one. Do you understand? So there, there is profit to heaven and there is profit to us. I want us to take note of that. There is profit to heaven and there is profit for us as well. So, how do we profit? In which areas? In whose lives must we profit in? Number one, our families. That's your uncle that is a Muslim. That's your auntie that is a that is that is unbe- an unbeliever. That's your cousin. That when he sees you, begin to abuse you, and the two of you will be abusing each other. You don't need to abuse him or her. All you need to do is love that person. Because the command is to occupy in the life of that man. Occupy, let the gospel through you occupy the life of that person. When the Bible says occupy till I come, he says, occupy in the life of these people. Let the gospel through you occupy their lives. Your family members, in your business, whatever you do, your customer, let them see that this woman, listen to me, Christians. Unfortunately, many of us Christians, we have missed it in business. We have even given, we have sold out to the Muslims. Let me give you a secret. 
Have you discovered now? Have you discovered that the Muslims have cornered agriculture? I rarely eat some few birds. My feed, I get it from Alaja. The feed I use for my chicken. The drugs, I get it from a Muslim. And I have taken time to go around. Most of these people, they are Muslims. Christians, where are we? I look at, I know somebody, she has a small shop. Somebody that is well respected, elderly, a Christian, a minister, because she has a shop. Anybody, she will be angry at everybody. I was not telling her one day, say, come, you are angry at this one, you are angry at this one. They will not come again. No. They will go to that person who is willing to talk to them. Pleasant. And you know, when I go to a larger shop, a car was a She's pleasant. I don't have any, even if she increases her price, I will not go elsewhere. Because of the way and manner she addresses me. So, Ma, please, in that small corner where you are selling, be pleasant to your customer. That is another occupy. That is another way to occupy. That is another way to occupy. That person, those people in your, in, in your shop, those your girls, selling for you that you are always shouting at them as a christian you are always shouting that they don't stay any man while i'm at that she's always shouting she's always screaming no be pleasant to them so in your business occupy for jesus among your friends do you know many christians their friends are only they are only managing them can't how many of your friends this one is an unbeliever. That was you don't have friends. Because, see, Jesus had friends. Hello? Jesus had what? You remember one time he went to a party where there were unbelievers. And he sat with them. And the, the, Peter was saying, which kind of master is this one? Jesus sat with unbelievers. Many of us, if they are drinking beer, you will, you, you will preach. You say, oh, you will go to hell with that beer in your mouth. Jesus was there when they were drinking beer. But after, while they are drinking beer, he will tell them a parable. He will tell them a story. Instead of you telling them a story, you are declaring destruction upon their life. They will, when they see you, they will run. Amen. I'm not saying begin to do what they are doing. When we are occupying, let us be wise as well. You can't force people with this occupation we are talking about. You can't force people to receive Jesus. You have to pray, number one. Pray them in. Pray them in. Then number two, you have to be pleasant to them. And then number three, being their friends, you must be their friends indeed. You must care for them. And then number four, this one very important, our children. Many of us, our children, we have not occupied in their lives at all. My greatest dream and my greatest accomplishment as a father was to lead my first son to Jesus. It was the best time of my life, the best accomplishment in my life when I led my first son to Jesus. How many of your children can go to church 
They say, ah, mommy, I'm going, you are going, you are going. Or they want to do the work of God. And that is one thing about pastor's children. Pastor's children, they say, I will never be a pastor. Why? Because their parents are living dual lives. He's a pastor on Sunday, Holy Ghost field, tongue talking, everything. But immediately he steps down from that altar and he goes to church. I mean, he goes home. He begins to beat his mother. He begins to abuse his children. A pastor. So what is that pastor telling us? What is that pastor telling his children? So in the lives of our children, we need to occupy. They must willingly surrender their life to Jesus because of our example. Ha! Please, I beg us. May our children not decide not to know Jesus because of our lifestyle. Amen. Is somebody saying amen? amen? Jesus said, talking about, he said, if any one of you will make these ones to fall, he said it will be better that they put a milestone around his neck and they throw him into a river. That is the kind of terrible, terrible repercussion will come to anybody that does not or that we make their children miss heaven or to decide not to be Christian. I have sat with a pastor's son one time. He said, who? He said, that man. That man is a wicked soul. He was talking about his father, a pastor. He does not want to see his father. If, if he gets to where his father is, he will be, now he's an adult. Shouting with the man. Shouting at the man. Screaming at the man. Amen. Amen. The man paid people to keep the boy somewhere. It's not about you paying them to keep him. What is heaven recording? What is heaven recording? Are you a success with that boy? Are you a success with that girl? Heaven with her? Because the Bible calls them heaven's heritage. Psalm 127. Say, Lord, children are the heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb, his reward. So if you don't take care of this reward that God has given to you, <laughs> I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So in the lives of our children, we have to occupy. And then number five, in the life of your spouse. This is a very heavy one. And I want you to hear me out. We see how that man is weak. But you need to occupy his life. Occupy him praying for him. I was talking to a woman in, my ch- in the church I pastor. He said, Pastor, if I beg, I said, well, pray for him. Listen to me. If this woman divorces the man tomorrow, as he removes the fact that they were married once, it is on record. Okay, they did not even divorce. But they are living apart. As this removed the fact that they, were, they are married. No. Ah, I pray for every home. I pray for every woman that is going through trying times with the husband. I speak peace into your marriage in the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak the peace of God between you and your husband in the name of Jesus Christ. I command the peace of God that passes 
all human understanding to come into your home in Jesus' name. Amen. I know I have prayed from when the day I will get married. I prayed a prayer. I said, God, this woman, she must never fade in my eyes. I prayed to you. I prayed that prayer. Lord, let our love be ever increasing. Because there are women out there, they will shake their bonbon to men. And any man that does not stand, they will fall. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every Christian man, please pray for men that are Christians. Pray for pastors. Everyone in marriage must have a vision for their marriage. My vision for my marriage, where I married was that I will make heaven with my wife and children. That's my desire. That's my vision. I will make heaven with my family. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Bible says, He gave everyone, every person, He gave them one minute. I want to ask you a question. Have you identified what has been given to you? Have you identified that work? Every child of God has been given according to that first Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. Talking about the manifestation of the Spirit, talking about the gift of the Spirit has been given to every man. God has given, He didn't say to some, He said to every man. Every one of us that say we are children of God, God has given you something to do. The Bible in that our text in Luke chapter 19. He said he called all his servants and gave to them minas. Let's read it again. It says in verse 13. It says, so he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas. Meaning, each one was given one. One, one, each. Oh, yeah, you take one, you take one, you take one, you take one. Meaning everybody has been given a gift. Everyone. And the reason for it, like it was said, said for you to, to walk. So, are you working? It's another question. The first question is, have you identified the work God has given to you? We are talking about occupying. What are you to occupy? Have you identified how to occupy? What has been given to you? Have you identified it? You have been entrusted with gifts. And the gifts have been entrusted to you. See, God has given every one of us ability. Every one of us. And that is why you can freely say take. Everyone that is born of a woman. Heaven has bestowed upon us grace. Grace. God knew that Adam could tend the garden. That's why he took him to a garden. Notice, he did not take him to a carpenter's shop. He took him to a garden. Have you asked yourself why? Because he has to grow things. God gave Adam, our first father, the work of tending, the work of planting, the work of grooming, and seeing that what has been planted grows and brings harvest. That is the work of every man. Our work is to tend. Our work is to see that what has been given to us grows. I ask you a question. 
Do you know what you have been given? Now, if you, if you have not known it, you need to pray. I want us to quickly pray. Lord, show me what I have been given. Some of us have identified it. We will talk about that. But if you have not, I want you to quickly pray. Lord, what is it that you have given to me to do? Because I want you to know as you are watching me, as you are listening to me, something has been given to you to do. A work has been delivered into your hand. Lord, what have you given to me? What have you given to me to do? It might be even in that your house. It might be your husband. Your husband might be your ministry. Your children might be your ministry. Your ministry might be in that business. Your ministry might be in that office. Probably that is it. It might even be your boss. You know, God is so great. He can give you anything by the situation you have found yourself. Lord, what is that thing that you are giving to me to do? What is that plant that I must tell? Now, the next prayer is, Lord, give me grace to do this work very well. Give me grace to do this work very well. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the next question you need to ask yourself, okay? What is the purpose of that work? What is the purpose? I told you God put Adam in a garden. What is the purpose of being in a garden? To tend, to grow, so that there will be multiplication. No wonder God told him. You see, the work of Adam is a work of multiplicity. God gave Adam in Genesis chapter 3. He told him, he said, be fruitful and multiply. So we have been given the ministry of fruitfulness. Of multiplication. So we must be fruitful. We must multiply. Now, another prayer. If you have identified, but you are not making profit, you are not multiplying, you need to pray this prayer. Lord, whatever is stopping my multiplicity, whatever is caging me from making profit, whatever has stopped my enlargement, deliver me. Deliver me, Lord, that which has been given to my hands that is not growing. Father, Lord, whatever has caged growth and has not made what has been given to grow in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I pray today, deliver me. Deliver this work. Deliver this work. If I have by my own hands Make this thing not work. Lord, I come back. I ask for grace that that which has been given will begin to grow. In the name of Jesus, that which has been committed into my hand, it must grow. It will grow. Lord, let it grow. Lord, let it grow. Let that which you have given to me, it might be that work. It might be that business. If it's not growing, if it's not growing, probably you are doing it wrongly. Probably you have not invited the master of the universe into him to help you. Lord, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Listen to me. When God gave you that work, it, it already has the propensity to go. Yeah. If you are following the dictates of work, Everyone who works, the Bible says, must eat. So anyone that does not work must not eat. So if you are working, it must grow. But if you are working and it's not growing, you need to learn and unlearn. What is it I'm doing that I must stop doing? What have I not been doing that I must begin to do? That's another prayer point that you must pray. Praise the Lord. Because you will notice in that, chap- in that chapter 19 of Luke, verse 14, it says, 
I mean verse 15. Now let's go down to verse 16. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has become ten. One has become ten. Hallelujah. Meaning that work that God has given to you, it has to, it has to grow. It has because the master who gave it to you knows that it must grow. Knows that it will grow. The one came and said, My master, the one you gave to me has become ten. Has become ten. Thank you, Father. That work will grow in your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, I want to talk about the gains of occupying. The gains of occupying and the percussion of not occupying. Number one gain is that you will be, you will receive addition. Amen. You will receive what? Addition. Number two, you will be made a Lord. If you read that chapter 16, 17 down, that person that was given, that came with 10, the Bible said, is Lord made him Lord over, he said, come, be Lord over 10 cities. So, when we walk, we will become Lords. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I can see Lords watching me now. He says, he, he made him, he said, be Lord over 10 cities. Amen. Meaning any time you work for God, there is always a gain. There is always profit. There is always a good wage. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that as you begin to work more for God, as you begin to occupy for God, you will be made a Lord. You will become a master in the name of Jesus. Now finally, to the repercussion for those who will not Occupy, or who are just standing there, bare, not working, saying, eh, "What am I going to gain? This and that." Look at what happens. Verse twenty of that chapter nineteen. Then another servant came and said, "Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. <laughs> Can you imagine?" He insulted his master again. You are a hard man. That means you don't know what you are doing. He's telling his master, you don't know what you are doing by giving this to me. Are you part of those people that you are not working? That's what you are saying to God. You are telling God you don't know what you are doing. When you are sitting down, you are in church, you are not joining any department, you are in church, you are not useful, you come to church late and you call yourself a Christian. You are, that, that, you, are, you are the one I'm talking to. You are the one I'm talking to. You are not willing to walk. You are not willing to do anything in church. You just want to come to church, go sit down. I just want them to, I don't want anybody to see me. Hello, we have been called as Christians to occupy. Jesus said, go ye into the world and do what? And preach the gospel. We can't be, you, you are saved to serve. You are not saved to sit. Let me repeat that. You have been saved to serve. If others had refused to preach the gospel to you, will you be saved? And you are sitting down, you are not preaching the gospel. You are telling the master, you have made a mistake saving me. Ah! You are telling Jesus, 
your, your work on the cross is a, is a waste of my life. Ah! That's what you're saying if you're not doing this work. That's what you're saying as a church person. You're going to a church and you're not useful. That's what you're saying. You're saying to God, you have wasted, you have wasted Calvary on me. I want to pray. As many of you that are listening to me and you're watching me and you are not useful in your church. I'm not saying notice me. Take an area. You can just wake up very early and go and sleep. Wake up very early. Take it. Go say, I want to be in this department. Walk in it. Walk there. If you are there, you are not doing anything in the church. I want you, I want you to pray. Say, Lord, forgive me. Because you are wasting the resources of heaven. You are wasting the cross. You are wasting Calvary. And I want you to pray and say, Lord, from today, I surrender myself to you. I will be useful. I will begin to occupy. I will begin to occupy. And what happened to that person? What he had was taken away and was given to another. May what has been delivered to you not be taken away in the name of Jesus Christ. May you not be abandoned by heaven. Ah! I repeat that prayer for somebody. May you not be abandoned by heaven. The Bible says that which he was given was taken from him and was given to the one that has got ten. May they not give your own as an addition to another. In the name of Jesus Christ. Put your two hands on your head and say, Lord, the work of Calvary will not be wasted over my life. Ah, from today, I'll begin to occupy. From today, I'll begin to occupy. I will not waste the resources of heaven that has been gloriously given to me. I will not waste it. In the name of Jesus, I will not waste it. In the name of Jesus. Ah, my Father, my God, from today, I'll begin to occupy. In that small corner of mine, that little place I am, people will know you. I'll begin to occupy salvation. I'll begin to declare your healing in occupying healing. Declaring the mandate of God in the life of everyone. I come in contact with it. Pray. Thank you, Almighty Father. Blessed be your name forever. I want to pray for those who are sick in their body. But before I pray for those who are sick, you are there. You are among those who have not been releasing themselves for the work of the master. This occupy till I come is a command to us from heaven to work for God. You know you are, you are in your church, you are not working. You are just a church girl. I want to pray with you. Lord, have mercy on me. If you are there, I want you to put your right hand on your chest and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, have mercy on me. I am sorry. I have not been useful to you. Forgive me, my master. Forgive me, my Lord. Thank you. From today, I make a promise to be useful to you. Not only in my church. It might be in kingdom women. It might even be in your environment where you are. For God has been telling you, talk to that lady. Talk to that young man. And you have been saying, eh, eh. today, repent. Lord, have mercy. And for you that have been doing it, I want to pray with you as well. Lord, grace to continue. Ah, yes, you have been doing it. You must not relent. You will continue. Say, Lord, help me to even begin to occupy in other areas. To begin to occupy more for you. Because, beloved, the night is about to come. Lord, help me to begin to walk with all my heart. Walk for you, Lord. Walk for you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to pray for those who are sick. The Bible says he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. If you are sick in your body, 
I want you to put your right hand on your head. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for as many that are sick in their body. Oh Lord, the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will heal the sick. I pray the word of God into your body. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive healing in that part of your body. Receive ease from today. Thank you, Almighty Father. Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking. Lord, all the glory and the gains of this that has been done, this work, I hand them over to you alone. Receive all the glory. Thank you for the healing, for the salvation, for the deliverance. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.